Hi, everybody. Welcome to Trek Trek. I'm your host, Justin Chang, and with me is Randy Nelson. Hey, Justin. How's it going? Uh, pretty good. Uh, yeah? Yeah, just relaxing this past weekend. Yeah, I heard you've been um, watching a certain series on streaming. It has yes. nothing to do with Star Trek, but it's pretty yeah. good. It's geek- geeky adjacent. Yeah, I've been watching uh, the second season of Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, I'm almost done. Yeah, I'm uh, a little behind you. But yeah, it's been great. Yeah, it's it's super good. Um I it actually has a little something to do with Star Trek because it's you know, it's a streaming only show. Uh and the new Star Trek's gonna be streaming only. True. Um I doubt they're going to release it all in one lump, which would be amazing if uh Trek twenty seventeen, uh yet to be titled Trek was all um was all released all at once. We could do well it'd make i guess doing trek trek about it kind of difficult (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean can you imagine releasing like 22 episodes at one time that'd be that'd be pretty crazy that would be epic yeah and i wouldn't if given the the choice i would definitely want a weekly you know 22 episode show than a all at once like 10 episode show right i don't think that's really star trek style so yeah uh, speaking of the new show, you were saying there's uh, some news about it. Yeah, uh, there's been a little bit uh, leaking out about the new show. I mean, no solid details yet. Um, but this past week, there were actually a couple of photos uh, that leaked out from uh, pre-production um, on the new series. Um, it was actually, uh, the fans are, are thinking that this might be something to do with a promo for the show, but what we've seen so far is basically what looks like the lunar surface being recreated on a CBS soundstage, uh, in, uh, Television City in Los Angeles, the CBS sets, um, on their stage 33. Uh, they've set it up basically with a giant, uh, green screen background. Uh, and we had a, a photo out of a, uh, an actor wearing what looks like um, uh, an old-style NASA spacesuit, or at least um, some sort of, you know, spacesuit that's a little more akin to what we have uh, in current day. Uh, so the thought from the, the fan base has, has definitely leaned more towards this being some sort of promo, like showing maybe the history, their evolution of spaceflight in the Star Trek universe. Um, you know, maybe... Uh, you know, mankind going back to the moon, that kind of thing. Um, which I was actually thinking is kind of in line with the intro to Enterprise, um, because we, we see kind of the evolution of human flight, uh, in the intro to that. So, um, I don't think this is leaning towards the idea of this being another prequel, but it could be. Um, I think though they've already kind of explored that territory with Enterprise. Um, but what if it's just Enterprise 2, 2.0? <laughs> and, and, and what we're gonna have the announcement of will be just, you know, older Captain, Captain, uh, Archer. <laughs> Basically, they'll just bring back all the crew, uh, and we'll just have the continuing Enterprise adventures. I'd be okay with that. Actually, that might be kind of cool. Um, you know. I would uh, prefer a new series. But... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and, and given everything we've heard, you know, this is heading in a new direction, but, uh, we'll, we'll have to see, but that's still pretty cool to see this, this early stuff. Uh, the other, the other Trek news, uh, uh, this week is that we're actually recording this, um, not when you're listening to it, but when we're recording it is, uh, John Delancey's, uh, birthday. Um, I think he's, uh, in his sixties at this point. 
uh, yeah, 68th birthday of Q, John Delancey. So definitely one of my favorite Star Trek characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so happy birthday, Mr. Delancey. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll, you'll, we'll have you on one day when we get huge. <laughs> Uh, I think it was also Connor Trenier's birthday a little a few days ago, I think. Oh, in between recordings? Yeah. yeah. How, uh, how old is... Uh, Trip Tucker himself. Oh, yeah. How, how old's Trip at this point? Uh, I don't know. Speaking of bringing people back, you know, he's been in some other stuff. Um, you know, I see him pop up every now and again in post-Enterprise stuff, and it's it's always exciting because Trip's definitely one of my favorite characters. And uh, we'll get, we're going to actually get to talk a lot about Trip this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to get into it? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we're going to talk about Star Trek Enterprise Season 3, Episode 19, Damage. Oh. Original air date, April 21st, 2004. All right, let's do it. Uh, so the episode begins right after the previous episode, uh, Zadi Prime. Uh, Enterprise is all damaged, as the title suggests. <laughs> uh but suddenly the Zindi enemies fly off and Enterprise is dead in the water, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it picks up right where the last uh, episode left off, right? And so we're thinking, oh, this is it. It's the, no. this is the end of Enterprise. Yep. Uh, no. And so, yeah, they're just floating in space. Then it's the opening credits uh, on the Zindi ship. Uh, not the Zindi that were attacking Enterprise, but another mm-hmm. Zindi ship. Oh, uh, Degra and gang. Right? Yeah, Degra and two of the Zindi council members. Uh, they're the, it's revealed that they were the ones to call off the Zindi reptilians. Uh, the council also wants to take Archer from the reptilians so that they can interrogate him for themselves. Uh, meanwhile, Enterprise is a mess, to put it mildly. Um, five people have died and several more are wounded. Uh, the warp drive is down. And even if they had the parts to repair it, which they don't, uh, the repairs would take weeks. A uh, small Zindi craft approaches Enterprise. Uh, within it is a single biosign belonging to one Captain Jonathan Archer. What? Yeah. What's going huh. on now? How did that happen? Uh, Archer is taken to sick bay where he gets the lowdown on what's happening on Enterprise. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, T'Pol is visibly shaking. Uh, she's mm. clearly having a hard time keeping it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Enterprise has to hide while the crew makes repairs. Uh, Mayweather and Hoshi examine the aquatic Zindi vessel that Archer was in. Hmm. Uh, as Enterprise heads towards the cometry trail, that they want to hide in, basically the trail of a comet, uh, they come across a ship in need. The crew of this ship was affected by spatial anomalies while they were studying the Red Giant. Uh, the crew is not Zindi and have not heard of the Zindi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Archer wants to trade his Trillium D for a warp coil so that Enterprise's warp engine can get up and running. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... The guy says, no deal. The guy who's being played by uh, Casey Biggs, who played uh, Damar in Deep Space Nine. Right, right. Uh, Some alumni. Yeah. Uh, He says, no deal, uh, because without the warp coil, it would take three years for the alien ship to return home. Mm -hmm. And they're not they're not stocked up for a a trip like that. Yeah. And they probably also don't want to spend three years getting (laughs) home, but they do need the trolleyum to reinforce their hull. So they're kind of in a position where Enterprise was when they entered the expanse. Yeah. But now they can just warp away. 
Yeah, they could go home if they wanted to. Uh, later, T'Pol is taking a shower and fantasizes about Trip before she turns into a zombie. Yeah, uh, of course. This is weird. Of course, it's all a dream. Oh yeah, of course. T'Pol, clad in an EV suit, ventures to a cargo bay, a cargo mm-hmm. bay that's been, uh, you know, all damaged from the Depressurized, attack. Depressurized, yeah. Uh, she wants to grab some Trillium D. What? Which is weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she then liquefies it and injects it into her neck. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's not good, because Trillium D really has a bad effects on Vulcans. As we saw in that episode. Uh, elsewhere, Phlox returns Porthos to Archer. Archer tells Phlox that he's about to cross a line and that there could be more casualties, mm-hmm. to which Phlox replies, I'll be ready. Yeah, does he asks Phlox if basically he's ever done anything he felt was unethical as a doctor. And um, it made me think back to the episode where we find out about his history in the Denobulan army mm-hmm. as a medic. Yeah, so that was, a, that was an interesting way to tie that in. Yeah, it's it's cool to see Phlox as that counselor mm-hmm. role. Yeah, I think it's a good role for him, actually. Uh, later, Archer tells Reed to put a boarding party together because they're going to take the warp coil from the alien ship that they met earlier. Okay. Uh, because <laughs> Archer has a limited time to rendezvous with Degra. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Zindi council chamber, Degra and some of the council members are meeting with a representative of the Severe Builders. Uh, yeah. The council wants to know if the trans-dimensional beings helped the reptilians go back in time to create a bioweapon on Earth uh, in Carpenter Street. Uh, the uh, severe makers helped the reptilians and the insectoids behind the council's back so that the Zindi would remain unified. Mm. Uh, and Degra believes Archer over the trans-dimensional beings now. Mm-hmm. And this is the her that we, I'm assuming, that we heard referenced uh, in a previous episode. Yep. Uh, this is the female sphere builder leader or leadership member. Yeah, some a sort of ambassador for the mm-hmm. sphere builders. Mm-hmm. Made me think a bit of the Borg Queen in a way. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, it reminded me of the, um, the changelings from... Uh, Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she kind of keeps, in, on, on Enterprise here, <laughs> she kind of keeps phasing in and out. So kind of reinforcing that not from our dimension aspect. On Enterprise, Paul points out that if they attack the alien ship, they're no better than the marauders that attacked mm-hmm. Enterprise when they entered the expanse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul loses her temper when trying to convince Archer not to become a pirate. Uh, yeah. Clearly, the trollium is having some effects on T'Pol. Definitely. Yeah. It's a interesting uh, little side plot we'll talk about in a minute. <laughs> uh, later, T'Pol goes to sickbay to tell Flox about her trillium injections, uh, which have been happening for three months now. Mm. Uh, when she first got exposed to trillium, she began to experience new emotions, and she became addicted to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Anyway, they go along with Archer's plan, and acting Captain T'Pol has Reed disable the ship's propulsion systems, which allows Archer and his team to beam aboard the alien ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the aliens aren't going down without a fight, though, uh, and they put a hurting on the already damaged Enterprise. Uh, unfortunately for the Enterprise crew, their assault doesn't go smoothly, as there's a force field around the warp coil. Uh, Enterprise sustains more damage, trying to buy the boarding party some time. 
uh, but they're able to disable the alien ship's power, allowing Trip to snag the warp coil. Uh, Archer and his team are about to beam out when the alien ship's captain confronts Archer. Archer tries to justify his actions, saying he left three containers of trillium, as well as food and supplies, as compensation, even though it means stranding the aliens three years away from their planet. Uh, Archer and the boarding party beam out and leave the alien ship floating in space. Much like Enterprise was left floating in space at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Uh, on Enterprise, the warp coil is installed, allowing Enterprise to go up to warp 3.2, meaning they can rendezvous with Degra. Trip assures Archer that he did the right thing, but Archer doesn't seem happy about it, and Enterprise warps off as the episode ends. Wow. That was quite an episode. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, I'm just going to put out there that I, I really liked this episode, actually, and I don't know if... It was just because of the darker turn that it took. I mean, it was literally darker <laughs> because the Enterprise was was without power. Um, this this maybe this episode kind of played a little to my sci-fi sensibilities. Um, you know, in modern, more modern sci-fi, it's a little you know a little edgier, a little darker. But you know, Enterprise has been trying that for a while, and this was the episode where I think you know personally, I feel like they got it right. Um, and uh, you know, the, I guess the biggest part of this episode was was art the decision that archer made mm-hmm. um and and you know really thinking i thought a lot about this after this episode actually and you know it's the decision i guess he you know he had to make given the circumstances uh, it wasn't easy and they conveyed that um you know we didn't get some you know we, and the other thing is we didn't get like a like a like a preachy archer you know we didn't get like this drawn out thing he basically was like you know we have to um do this, you know, it's, it's the only shot we have. Um, if we don't make this decision, we don't do this bad thing, uh, earth will be destroyed. And, and he made the right call. I mean, ultimately, but it wasn't easy. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's very much the ends justifying the means, uh, decision. And while I agree that they had to do it because they've established this time limit Mm -hmm. to meet Degra, uh, you know, it's, the change in tone for Archer is not something I can entirely buy. Okay. Uh, just because throughout the rest of the series, he's been the moral compass for this mm-hmm. for the ship, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Now nah, I'm going to do this heel thing so that we can <laughs> we can get to where we need to go." Do you think? I mean, I think they've been kind of heading down this path a bit i mean they, they uh, i mean they him... certainly have he's been interrogating people left and right mm-hmm. and, and and he ordered uh sim's death basically um he ordered the the destruction of that outpost i think uh, the Azadi prime the problem is mm-hmm. they've had two seasons to establish archer and mm-hmm. they've They've established him in a certain way, and then suddenly yeah. in season three, they're just like, he's going to be a little different. I get that. I get that's a good point. Um, they they definitely did spend a couple seasons building him up as the as the moral compass, and you know, even in a, in a past seasons of get you know, given this choice, he probably wouldn't have chosen this. He probably would have been done the good thing. And they would have had to have dealt with the repercussions of that. So I, I, I totally get what you're saying. It's very different character. 
mm-hmm. Archer has become a very different character. Yes. By the end of this season. I, um, I don't necessarily think that's bad. I just think that it could have been a smoother transition. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I Maybe ju- that's why it was so shocking. Because <laughs> it's, it's out of character. Yeah. Um, I mean, you get the sense that they were deeply affected by the Zindi attack on Earth, as they should mm-hmm. be. Um I think if Archer were the one to suffer a personal loss instead of Trip, mm-hmm. it would have been more effective in shifting uh, the character towards yeah. what he is now. Yeah, well, we'll talk more about that and with the, with the next episode. Um, but that's a actually a really good point. Um, it it does thinking about it, it does make more sense. It would make more sense if rather than Trip losing his sister, if Archer lost like Archer's sister. Right. Um, you know, he, he, that would better explain that the character and a shift that he's undergone. Um, so we have, there's a, the other aspect, uh, of this episode, of course, is to Paul's story. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, I, they, they've done a lot this, you know, ever since the, the show premiered, I mean, they've, they've, they've been heading down this route where, you know, they have kind of the A story and the B story. Um, this time though, the B story, uh, which to Paul's, uh, addiction to the Trellium is at least more tied into things that happened previously in the season. And it, in a way, explains some of her actions that we've thought were out of character. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts about? about this i i, I think it, it it definitely you know addiction storylines are very uh you know common <laughs> on every type of tv show uh um but uh yeah what what did you think about what they're doing with with this um i think it's a i don't know i like to think they had this planned all along which is why mm-hmm. tapal has been kind of changing her attitude mm-hmm. But it's also a convenient way to explain why she's had this different attitude. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It, it works. Um, I think they've... I want to say it's been planned. Um, and at least it it, <laughs> it makes that episode with the zombies, the, the Vulcan zombies, like at least mean a little more yeah, <laughs> uh, than it did at the time. Uh, at the time, it was just like this weird one-off episode. Um, but now it's, it has had some lasting uh, repercussions. I think that it could have been really badly done. Um, and I don't think it was really badly done. I think that it it's, I think it's, it's interesting. I, I think that um the, you know, part of her, her acting kind of helped it, um, you know, uh, and, and the fact that T'Pol is just so infinitely more, you know, you kind of feel for her because she's just infinitely more, um, you know, I'm more, way more attached to her now than I was when the series started. You know, the series started, she just annoyed me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, speaking of which, and, and this is, you know, more of a minor thing, but thinking about being attached to characters, I mean, it could it be even clearer that they basically, I mean, they've basically demoted Hoshi and, and, <laughs> and Travis to, to almost like, almost like not extras, but you know what I mean? Like no, they're barely part of the show. Yeah. Anymore. They don't have any stories about them. Uh, they're very rarely appear on the show in, in general. At all. Uh huh. I mean, they're there, but they're, they're not main characters anymore. They're kind of secondary characters now. Um, you know, I, I feel like, I feel more connected to, well, definitely to, um, the, you know, the, 
commander of the Makos, you know? Like, he seems like he's more of a devout character than either of them. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So, I... Notwithstanding the, the, uh, the archer, the sudden departure there, I, I, I actually liked this episode a lot. No, I mean, it, it was a good episode. It was just, for me personally, I couldn't buy Archer's yeah. turn. Couldn't, yeah, buy into it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I did to a degree, but I couldn't buy into it wholeheartedly. Right. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I do that. think that Tapal stuff was handled well, though. Um, uh, yeah, there are addiction storylines in every show, but, yeah. uh, it, it works for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but three months of trolium injections, you would have thought she would have become a zombie. Yeah, by now. or something. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, well, I think she does make some mention of the fact that she's kind of, and it's like very like re- realistic in this respect that she's been, you know, she's calculated how much she can use without it, you know, kind of turning her into a zombie, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wish that she would just call it, call them zombies, <laughs> but no, she's not. <laughs> uh, yeah. So overall, good episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, next episode we're going to talk about is The Forgotten, uh, but we're going to take a little break first. On Star Trek Enterprise, only five new episodes are left, leading to the mind-warping season finale, where past, present, and eternity unravel. Wednesday, their only hope lies in the hands of the enemy. You're asking me to attack my own people. And we're back. Uh, we're going to talk about Star Trek Enterprise Season 3, Episode 20, The Forgotten. Original air date, April 28th, 2004. Take it away, Randy. All right. So this episode starts out in the cargo bay. Uh, Archer is addressing the entire crew of the Enterprise. And actually, you're focusing on a lot of people here, and I almost get a feel that oh these are real people (laughs) like there's actually a crew on the enterprise Uh, we've seen some of them before but they're kind of giving some of them some screen time uh this time he's uh addressing them about the recent uh damage uh that the enterprise has received uh from the zendi and the loss of as we learn 18 crew members um Definitely a huge loss for Enterprise after uh, them basically going a couple of seasons without any deaths. Um, surprisingly, this uh, speech isn't sappy or over the top. It's not a typical Archer speech. Uh, it's pretty solemn, um, and it leads into the opening credits. Uh, after the credits, uh, we are in the ready room with Trip to Paul and Archer. Uh, they have accounted for everyone who was killed. Uh, I guess that must also include those that we saw ejected from the Enterprise. I think it was three crewmen. Uh, the ship is obviously in really rough shape still. Uh, Archer, uh, after T'Pol leaves, asks Trip about Crewman Taylor. Uh, we learn that she, uh, worked for Trip in engineering. She was an EPS control specialist. Uh, he wants Trip to record a letter of consolation to Crewman Taylor's family. Uh, Trip resists at first, uh, but Archer pushes him and he ultimately agrees to do it. 
Uh, in sickbay, uh, T'Pol is visiting with Phlox. Uh, she says that she is still having trouble with her emotions from the aforementioned uh, trellium addiction. Uh, he likens this to the story of a genie being let out of the bottle, and she may not be able to put it back in. Uh, he says she's done a lot of damage to her neurological system and may have to learn to deal with the emotions. Uh, on the bridge, uh, Enterprise reaches the coordinates provided to them by Degra, uh, but they see nothing. Uh, just then, they encounter a spatial anomaly, and more damage is done to the ship. Uh, Degra's ship then appears out of a Zendi subspace route. Uh, they follow him through a cloaking field uh, and find one of the spheres uh, on board his ship. Uh, Tegra and the Den- Zendi tell Archer that he'll need to provide them with more evidence to corroborate his story. Uh, the weapon, it turns out, is going to be launched in just a few days. Back on Enterprise in the mess hall, uh, Trip and T'Pol are sitting down and eating rations together. Uh, the ship is pretty messed up. I think, uh, T'Pol actually has to kind of like stand a table back up to sit at. Um, Trip tells her about the letter that she's been asked to uh, send to Taylor's parents. Uh, she says he really needs some rest, but he's reluctant. Uh, just then, there's some commotion outside. Uh, it turns out a coolant line is ruptured. A crewman has been badly burned. Uh, Trip says to T'Pol, it's a good thing he wasn't taking a nap. Uh, they cut away to an exterior shot of the Enterprise, uh, and we see some of the atmosphere from the ship venting out into space through a hole. Uh, in the Enterprise morgue, Archer is showing the Zendi, uh, the bodies of the reptilian Zendi that they killed in the episode Carpenter Street. Um, they're not really impressed by this. Uh, they say it's going to take a lot more evidence to convince the Zendi council. Uh, he takes them to a secured room that has one of the locks on it, like uh, Crewman Daniel's quarters. Uh, inside, he shows them the bioweapon. I didn't quite know what to call it. It's the device that they you were using to create the Zendi bioweapon. Uh, uh, the Zendi say that that doesn't necessarily prove a greater conspiracy with the sphere builders. So Archer tells the Zendi to come with him. Uh, back in the corridor outside the mess hall, uh, Trip is angry over the accident that's happened. Uh, when Phlox arrives and tells him to get some sleep, uh, they argue for a few moments, uh, and ultimately Trip agrees to sleep for four hours. Uh, Fox get a, gets a call from Archer uh, saying that he's needed in sickbay. Uh, and at that point, we get another exterior shot where we see the whole leak getting larger. Uh, in sickbay, Archer and Phlox show the Zindi scans of the Sphere Builder. After this scene, Trip goes to Taylor's quarters where he hallucinates about her being there. Yeah, that's weird. It was pretty darn weird. Uh, basically, there's this long conversation about you know, his feelings and, you know, her, uh, and, and will anyone remember her? And that's basically where it leaves off. She asks him to just remember her, uh, the way she was, <laughs> uh, there you go <laughs> on a Degra ship. The Zindi, uh, still aren't convinced by Archer. Uh, and they think that Degra is just feeling guilt about building the weapon. Uh, back on enterprise in the back cave. Uh, I mean the situation room, <laughs> Or the command room, command center. Uh, Tabal is showing Degra. They really move around a lot. T- Degra's back on the Enterprise at this point. Uh, Tabal is showing Degra the data that they have 
uh, on the Zindi and the Zindi weapon. Uh, Tucker is there as well, uh, trips there, and he goes off on Degra about, uh, the attack on Earth and how it, great it must have been to see that data coming back. Uh, and then he leaves. Uh, and then we see that whole leak erupt into a giant green plume of plasma. It's warp plasma. Um, Trip and Reed uh, basically have to go outside the ship to fix it. Uh, we see them out on the hull. Uh, the two of them, they always seem to, to have to pair up for this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're out there working to remove panels to turn off the valves. Uh, but the panel that Reed is trying to access has been warped by the intense heat. Uh, he struggles, and as he's doing so, his suit gets hotter and hotter inside. Uh, Archer contacts him over the comms to tell him to get his butt indoors uh but he fakes a calm problem basically he says i can't hear you captain (laughs) oh you're breaking up uh he ends up fixing it but in the process he passes out so they have to haul him in and take him to sick bay why Uh, couldn't they beam him into sick bay i don't know especially since they've been using the transporter a lot more lately to transport humans yeah uh, anyhow yeah they drag him in they drag him in through the eva suit kind of airlock Dagra's there he says he hopes it trips all right trip says something to the effect of oh what's one more dead human to you so he's been, <laughs> trips he's always got to get his little jabs in yeah yeah he he's really uh he's really hurting this this episode uh back in the command center uh, Archer and Degra are talking about the spheres of sphere, sphere builder fame. Uh, Archer says they've determined that there are 59 spheres. Uh, while Degra says that the Zendi have counted 78 so far. Uh, Degra remarks, uh, after meeting Trip, that he's never met anyone that was affected by his weapon. Uh, Archer says, uh, he knows this uh, from the episode Stratagem. He doesn't say from the episode Stratagem. <laughs> he says he knows this. It's basically implied that, you know, Degra knows about the whole ruse uh, when, when he was interrogated. Uh, Degra also remarks that, as he had heard, humans are very deceptive. Uh, they start talking about uh, how the Zendi have never really gotten much data on the interior of a sphere, uh, but Archer shows... And their scans from their first encounter with the sphere where they were actually able to go inside of one, and Degra is impressed. He says that Enterprise seems well-equipped uh, for doing science <laughs> for a military vessel. Uh, Archer says, no, it's actually a science vessel. It's a ship of exploration. And Degra says that if we're successful, it will be one again. Yeah, it's going to be kind of hard to come back from all this. Yeah. It would be for me. Um, in Tripp's quarters, he's trying to record the message to Crewman Taylor's parents when there's a tactical alert. Uh, reason for the alert? The Zindi reptilian ship has found them. Uh, they tell Degra to undock his ship from the Enterprise immediately. Uh, but Archer tells Degra that if they attack the reptilians together, they may stand a chance. Uh, a battle ensues, and it results in Degra's ship destroying the reptilian vessel. Uh, he says he had no choice. They would have alerted the rest of the Zendi. Uh, back on Enterprise, uh, T'Pol finds Trip uh, in one of the uh, even worse areas of the ship. Uh, she tells him that the Zendi, uh, Degra Zendi, has given them some portable power cells to help with the repairs on Enterprise. Uh, he 
seems to, you know, not be that excited about that. He kind of, you know, gives him another jab. Uh, but then he opens up to, uh, to Paul about his troubles. Uh, he says he realizes that all along, uh, the reason why he's been having so much trouble t- telling, um, Crewman Taylor's parents about her death is that, uh, he's been holding on to feelings about his sister and holding them in, basically. Uh, and he feels, I guess, somehow by talking about it to the, the parents, he's, he's, uh, almost like admitting that she's dead. And he cries. Um, Trip gets really choked up. Uh, we see him really break down in this scene. Um, meanwhile, um, Degra tells Archer, uh, that Archer needs to speak with the council and he believes that they'll believe him based on the evidence he's provided. Uh, Degra gives Enterprise some info on a Zendi subspace corridor that will let him get to the council before the weapon is launched. Um, he says that they should be able to get there in three days. However, he tells them to be careful as they enter the nebula where the corridor begins, because there is a hostile species there uh, that likes to attack ships. Mm. So, hmm, a little, maybe a little bit of, uh, you know, foreshadowing here. Hmm, I wonder. Uh, he says, see you in three days. They shake hands and they take off. Uh, finally, uh, in Tripp's quarters, he records a very heartfelt message to Taylor's parents. As he finishes, he lays a photo he's been holding the whole time down on his bunk, and it turns out that's a photo of his sister, and he says goodbye, Elizabeth, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah, um, I'm enjoying the Degra Archer team-up. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Yeah, as they're coming together to fight this common foe of the sphere builders, it's getting more interesting for me. Yeah, I I just like that there's so much continuity in this season. It it, it really has become like this large overarching story. Mm-hmm. There's been very little uh, so far, fortunately, in the way of one-off episodes. I mean, we've definitely had some, you know, and even uh, then, doctor's they, orders and yeah, there's still some callbacks to those one. Definitely. Well, like we were talking about the, you know, the episode with the zombies, um, you know, even that's had some impact on mm-hmm. what's happening now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, I've actually seen this referred to, uh, or actually one of the writers, as I was doing some research, uh, said that he thought this was one of the best episodes of Inter- or of of uh, of Star Trek. I don't know if I feel quite the same way. No, um, I'm I, not that strong on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you know, it's it, it, we get back to what we said about the last episode with with uh how if if Archer had experienced the loss that Trip did, it might have made a little more sense with his character change. Um Still, you know, seeing, seeing Trip, I mean, we've been seeing Trip dealing with this ever since the beginning of the season. So it was kind of a, a long running thread. Um, and, and seeing him, you know, really upset. Uh, you know, I like Trip. I don't want to see him upset. Uh, and so he dealt with it this episode. I don't know, you know, seeing a, you know, hallucinating Crewman Taylor. I mean, that was kind of silly. Yeah. Silly, actually. Um, but you know, him, him kind of opening up to, to, to Paul about it and like, you know, and him getting teary eyed. Well, I guess it was more than teary eyed. I mean, he just starts crying. Um, and, and I thought, I think that, you know, the actor, you know, kind of sold that pretty well. Um, you know, it was, it was a long time coming. It didn't just come out of the blue. So right. It's a little more believable, um, that this is going on. Um, you know, I, I think there's this whole theme about, you know, the forgotten, um, you know, this theme about, 
you know, we can't forget those who gave their lives. And it's kind of cheesy, but, um, yeah, I thought this episode would be about Hoshi and Mayweather. Oh, zing. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, oh, and the, one of the, the important things that happened, um, we, we got to talk about in this episode was, uh, Degra destroying the, 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 uh, destroying some of his own, destroying the, the Zindi reptilian ship with the, with the main Zindi reptilian. That's yeah. Been I mean, he's all in our side. Believing Archer. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he, f- it's, it's, it's very interesting because, you know, this is the guy that created the super weapon. This is the guy whose weapon killed 7 million people on earth. And we're seeing that he's really, he's really torn up about it. Yeah. And, you know, I feel almost like he's more willing to believe Archer if just to prevent more people from being killed. Like, he knows that if he sends his weapon, it's going to destroy an entire planet. And I really do feel that, you know, if he can, if there is a way to prevent that from having to happen, he wants it. Right. You know, so it's, it's really well done, I think. I agree with you. I think that this, this team up, you know, and, and it's, there's like this whole, there's all these like blurred lines, gray areas. You know, it started out, Archer, all Archer wanted to do was kill every Zendi. And now he's finding his greatest ally is, is the person who created the weapon. It's pretty great. Yeah, yeah it's, that, that stuff's pretty great. It's really interesting. Just a random note. Seth MacFarlane is in this episode. Wait, oh, that's right. I saw him in the opening credits. Who was he? He was a crewman who was getting chewed out by Trip. Uh, he was, like, working oh. on some sort of panel on the wall or yeah something. he was the one who said oh you should have checked it better basically yeah oh that was him okay it was just tripping me out i was like wait is that seth MacFarlane?" yeah i know he's i know seth MacFarlane's a huge star trek fan so. yeah oh maybe we'll see him come back on trek 2017 yeah well anyways no um you know this i didn't I, I thought this was definitely one of the better episodes of the season and of enterprise in general i didn't like it as much as the previous episode um but i think that these episodes now they kind of they just all fit together so much you know i, I mean within the last couple episodes i really have been anxious to see the rest of it like mm-hmm. this as we're very close to the end of the season and you know it's it keeps building and building and building mm-hmm. and i just want to see where it goes yeah like they're really doing a great job of of leaving you on the edge of your seat and and of making you really invested in what's going on and yeah I I can see where you know when we started this out we were saying to each other you know well we've heard we've heard Enterprise gets pretty good you know or, or gets really good and I think we're seeing that we're seeing that happen yeah for sure it took a while but yeah it took a while yeah it's been a long road <laughs> <laughs> but it's finally happening and it's finally yeah, happening I, we only have four more episodes left of the season and, no, I can't and then just wait. one more season well i guess we're i'm i'm predicting we're gonna get to the point where we're gonna feel we're gonna feel the heartbreak that that fans felt yeah which is gonna be a shame but luckily we got more trek coming <laughs> <laughs> We're no longer in that place where we're saying, well, are we ever going to see any more Star Trek? So, yeah. Good times. Uh, Next time, we're going to talk about E Squared and Mm -hmm. the Council. Yep. The Council. E Squared. Hmm. What could that be? (laughs) Be careful when entering the the nebula. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. All right. Sounds great. Can't wait. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you then. Yep, see ya.
left until the Enterprise season finale and their heroic mission to save Earth. Wednesday. You must find Jonathan Archer. The crew comes face to face with its own future. Who are you? She would appear to be your uh, great-granddaughter. You've hardly changed, Mother. I beg your pardon. Meet the descendants of Enterprise. These people are family. I'm not going to let you kill them. 